0: Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Lee and Eddie's Detection Selection.
1: Welcome to Crime Time, a podcast discussing crime, mystery, sci-fi, horror, thriller, all that good stuff. And it's season four. I am Lee. I'm Eddie. And we're here once again to fill your ears with... Joy. Joy about books. Yeah, mystery. All that horribly great stuff.
0: Yeah, chills, thrills, and uh
1: spills.
0: Don't spill anything. We've got some expensive equipment on the table and we do not earn any money from this. So
1: uh introducing the new table.
0: The new table. This is a very solid table. It's very solid. So hopefully you guys won't hear as many table noises.
1: Four legs. Is it oak? I don't know what it is. It's
0: definitely not oak. <laughs>
1: what would you call this?
0: I imagine it's some sort of pie. <laughs> <laughs> so we are back. Uh, Honours has been killing me. I'm dying. How are you?
1: uh yeah i'm tired life's uh life is a journey
0: it is a journey
1: and uh at times quite full
0: yeah i haven't been able to leave my house because i'm being stalked by a giant bird i heard this yeah yeah it's massive yeah and imaginary.
1: Yeah. <laughs> is the bird inside you? The bird's inside me. <laughs> yeah.
0: The the giant bird that's stalking us was inside of us all along. So we are talking about some cool shit. We're talking about Shari LaPena, who we've heard about before. She's I written
1: really? two other books that I've discussed previously. Whoa,
0: that's a bit of continuity mm. for you there.
1: Mm-hmm. We're
0: going to be talking about The Nun.
1: From the Conjuring yeah, franchise, but... some of you might remember.
0: That shit scary none. and we're going to be talking about the Castle of Otranto.
1: Dun, dun, dun. What? Did we mention that it's season four? It's a brand new season. We're the, brand new people.
0: Whew, whole new season.
1: And uh, we can't we can't promise regularity, but we can promise wonderful content.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're like that relative that you never call, but who sometimes calls you and, like, sends you, like, cat money? pictures. Oh, oh okay. money. <laughs> hey, money's even better than yeah. cat pictures. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 We're like, yeah. You're like, what? Got me a Hong Bao. Didn't even have to talk to them. <laughs> boom, boom. That's us.
1: Yeah. So as Eddie mentioned, we're both quite swamped by our postgraduate studies, but that doesn't mean that our love for crime fiction or each other has lessened.
0: Yeah. Well, my love for you has lessened. Same. I just,
1: I, just I, I want it to be nice, start <laughs> season four off on a high note, but give the people what they want.
0: Yeah. No, but we love you guys. So even though daddy and daddy are fighting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Tell me about Shari LaPena.
1: So this is the third novel of hers that I've uh, t- spoken about.
0: Wow, you're addicted.
1: I actually think it's her third novel as well.
0: Wow. So you've just been following La Pena. You're like me and La Pena. I'm a
1: La Pena scholar. Wow. Yeah. Whew. Actually, I don't know if this is her third book. I just I have a feeling as it is in yeah. my waters. Right. You know,
0: <laughs> just deep in your heart, yeah. you feel like Shari would never have dropped a book without telling no, me.
1: No, I would have known. Yeah. Uh, but this book in particular. Very distinct from her two previous books.
0: Okay, so what were the two previous books?
1: So one was The Couple Next Door.
0: Oh, that's the one with the the two couples are like having dinner at the one house and they've got the baby monitor on and then their baby goes missing exactly
1: oh brutal yeah so the the couple next door are like come over and have a dinner party can you not bring that annoying little baby nobody wants a baby at a dinner party and so they're like oh i feel weird about this but okay i guess it's only next door if we take this baby monitor everything should be sweet plot twist it's not it's not
0: Yeah, see this is one of those fatal situations where it would have been fine had you not been in a horror novel.
1: exactly so 99 percent of the time probably fine i mean but not if, great but if your character's in a crime fiction novel it's never gonna go well
0: <laughs> look let's be honest if you're a character in a crime fiction novel very little you do is gonna make things go well that's actually
1: true i should be less judgmental of the characters and their choices because they're just plot devices oh, oh my god oh. It's, oh.
0: it's too early in the morning Whoa. for this
1: anyway her second book was a stranger in the house
0: Oh, my God. And I
1: spoke about this as well. I'm not sure if you remember it, but... I don't. It was about a woman that... She was in a happy, loving relationship with her husband, right? And then one day her husband gets home. She's not home. She's gone missing. Turns out (laughs) she was in a car accident in some, like, dodgy part of town.
0: Oh, my gosh. And this is the one where she's got amnesia
1: yes she has amnesia she can't remember why she was there the cop chasing the situation is like this is hella dodgy and i feel like you do remember why you were there and you're not telling
0: us do you know who doesn't have amnesia who eddie <laughs> I can remember books when prompted. <laughs> that's really, that's really good
1: actually. Yeah, pretty yeah. Cool. yeah you're all right. Um...
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So tell me about an unwanted guest.
1: Okay. So an unwanted guest is really, really different. All right. It feels a lot more and I'm going to name drop here. It feels a lot more like an Agatha Christie novel, Oh, which I believe she's done intentionally.
0: Okay. Okay. So
1: uh, 10 guests. Yes, You know, the setup.
0: Oh my God. All right. I'm on board. <laughs> 10
1: guests that we get introduced to along the way. Are coming down to this, I guess, secluded uh, hotel kind of in the middle of nowhere. Right.
0: A little bit of an overlook situation.
1: Exactly. But, you know, it's meant to be like nice and nurturing. There's no internet. There's, there's, your meals get cooked for you. You have drinks before dinner with the other guests.
0: Is this the horror part of the story? Yes.
1: (laughs) For me, I was reading it being like, okay I know you know lots of people are different but the idea of having to go somewhere and then have drinks and socialize with the other guests
0: right and it's like forced it's like you can't go on your phone yeah I'm like look I have a lot of respect for people who are like you know what I'm doing a digital detox but for me I love digital stuff
1: yeah it's the best yeah and then at the dinner time, like one character might be like, oh, I feel like a chat. Maybe I'll sit down with this couple. And I'm like, Ugh. that is literally my worst nightmare.
0: Can I just say, I went to a, the pub the yep. other night and I was there with my friend and we were looking for a place to sit down. There was nowhere to sit down. So we ended up sitting in a booth with this guy. And we were like, is it all right if we sit in this booth with you? And he was like, yep, and I can we already like, cool.
1: hear the dun dun dun.
0: And then, oh, my God, he starts telling me about his novel. (laughs) And I'm like, this is fine, Eddie. You know how to manage a social situation. Just be like, that's nice, good, sir. And then turn to your friend and keep talking. Mm, It'll be fine. mm. But then he's like, oh, can I get you guys a drink? And I'm like, no, thanks. And then my friend, who is no longer my friend. (laughs) no at the exact same time that you said no did they say yes yeah they were like oh yeah i'd love a drink i'm like no amount of free pints do you live with this person now are they your best friend no
1: (laughs) plot twist right 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 he just moved in you had a lot in common and you really enjoyed the company I had a similar situation because we were talking about this the other night. I love a chat. Yeah. Especially like a weekend drink and a chat. Yeah. I'll probably chat to anybody.
0: All right. Okay. Maybe. Low standard, Maybe. But okay.
1: But, uh, you know, after work, really tired, go mm. to this restaurant with my girlfriend and we run into our neighbor and okay. he's like oh, can me and my wife sit down with you? And I don't want to be the, you know, mean person that's like, no, but I literally said no. You said no. I said no, (laughs) but, you know, this might be a hint for other people. It worked for me, and if you want to use it, go ahead. I just said, oh, man, we're not going to be very good company tonight. We're exhausted. Oh, see, that's a good call. Yeah, and he was like, okay, no worries, and he, like, went away. Yeah.
0: And I wouldn't have minded chatting to this guy if he'd had an ounce of interest in either of us, yeah. but he actually didn't ask our names, like why we were at the pub, nothing. Like he didn't find out anything about us. He's like, oh, I'm writing a novel, tells me all about his novel. And he's like, have you ever like, you know, read a book and it changed your life? And I was like, yeah, like I'm a, I'm a literature scholar, like, you know, and I thought that was like an opening. Like, yes, I actually have a bit of expertise in this field. Maybe you could ask me. If it No! <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, plot twist. Maybe he knew you were Eddie from, from Eddie and Lee's Crime Time. Oh and he was gosh. trying to get his foot in the door.
0: Oh, um, Like he was like, let me tell you about my crime novel. <laughs> exactly.
1: Okay, anyway, back to the book. An Unwanted Guest. Right. Ten characters go away for the weekend. It's like a pretty hotel mansion-esque type situation. Yeah, yeah. We get introduced to them. And because there's ten characters, there's not a lot of depth to them. But we yeah. still, you know, we find out yeah. a bit about them. Do, enough they, to- know,
0: do they know each other?
1: No, so they're all strangers, right? Or are they? Dun
0: dun dun!
1: So, as the reader, we just think that none of them know each other. Okay, but yep. maybe
0: they do because
1: there's stuff going on behind the characters that we don't know <gasps> Ooh. that only comes out at the end. Hello. So it's tricky to it's tricky to pick who done it. Oh, so the point is that people start being picked off.
0: Oh, my gosh. I can't believe this is called an unwanted guest yeah. and not like murders at the <laughs> castle. House chateau or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> so the first person dies and you're like, I, I was like, and everyone else in the book was like, oh, I think this was an accident. But they're snowed in. <gasps> they can't get in or out. The police can't A get, get in. It's no all times. So then the next person dies and the next person dies and you're like, nah, that's, that's too much of a coincidence. Agreed. And so, yeah, we just follow this group of people. It's a really fun, kind of simple, when I say simple, I mean, you know, that like old structure Agatha Christie type setup. Yeah. It's just like a bit, I just really enjoyed reading it. It's a
0: classic. It's a classic. An oldie but a goodie.
1: And from what I read online, people are also loving it.
0: Yes. Wow. That's so good. Because when you said an unwelcome guest, an mm. uh, unwanted guest. An
1: unwanted guest.
0: I was thinking that classic sleeping beauty situation. Yeah. Like that guest shows up who no one invited and they're like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, oh, it's fucking Maleficent. <laughs> who invited her? And she's like, bitches, you didn't make your Facebook group private. And I guess I saw it. So now everyone's getting dragged. And then she like drags everyone, you know what I'm saying?
1: I love I love the person that is like, I wasn't invited, but bitches, I'm coming anyway. <laughs> like I have a relative in my family that's like that. That's so good. We won't go into it. But no. you know that person that's like, I don't care what you say, I'm coming. I'm like, I have a lot of... Respect for that. Yeah,
0: yeah, I would not be able to do that. I barely come if I'm invited. I'm like, maybe it was a mistake.
1: You barely come if I'm like, I'll pick you up at your door and give you a chauffeur <laughs> <show> service.
0: <laughs> to be fair, there is that bird to contend with. <laughs> so, an unwanted guest, Shari La Pena, how many snowed in mystery mansions out of five would you give it? Probably
1: like four out of five, and only nice. because it is that kind of fun, classic kind of style as opposed to anything. I wasn't like, oh, this is like a literature novel that's going to go on my (laughs) shelf as like 10 best crime fiction novels ever. But it was like such a fun read. I read it in two days. Ideal. And I highly enjoyed it and would recommend it.
0: Living the dream. Mm. Speaking of sick haunted chateaus.
1: The best, the best of anything. The
0: best kind (laughs) of chateau, let's be honest. So let me tell you about a little gothic classic. Go on. It's called. Uh, is, is it
1: Frankenstein? It's
0: fucking not. Is it
1: Dracula? It's
0: fucking not. Is
1: it, uh, who's that guy that wrote about the crow?
0: Fucking Edgar Bra- <laughs> Ed Ed Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe, yeah. <laughs> Mate. No. In fact, it's the guy who inspired those kids. What, what? So, in the late 18th century, Horace Walpole. Just, you got to picture this because okay. otherwise it's not worth reading. Ready? Right? Okay. Go ahead, I'm picturing <laughs> so, it. So, Horace Walpole, queer about town. Mm-hmm. He's uh, rented himself a massive chateau Mm -hmm. and he's uh, styled it in this like new gothic style. Everyone's like, wow, your big gay house is really scary, big and gay. What's new gothic as opposed to old gothic? So it was like 18th century. They were like reviving the gothic style and he's one of the people who's kind of like one of the people who revived it. Right. Because he was like a massive like, you know those like queers who are just like ex-goth but they're still goth? Yep. Yep. Yeah. He's like that. Okay. Basically. Yep. Basically. He's like, if, uh, Oscar Wilde, uh, listened to The Cure.
1: Yep. Okay. I'm Keep going. <laughs> Horace, you said.
0: Horace. Horace. Walpole. Anyway. So oh, wait, he, he's the writer? He's the writer. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he writes this book called The Castle of Otranto and he, he calls it a gothic tale, which is the first time we really hear this word gothic. In literature? Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. And then he says, and this is in the preface to the first edition.
1: Can I just stop you right there and just say, I'm not dissing Shari Le at all, but I just talked about Shari Le novel. And then you're like, I'm going to bring you the grandfather of new (laughs) Gothic literature from the 18th century. Get ready, fellas.
0: Fucking prepare thyself. (laughs) Go on. All right. So he's like, The following work was found in the library of an ancient Catholic family in the north of England. It was printed at Naples in the Black Letter in the year 1529. How much sooner it was written does not appear. The principal incidents are such as were believed in the darkest ages of Christianity, but the language and conduct have nothing that savors of barbarism. The style is the purest Italian. Anyway, so he claims.
1: Wait, two points. Right. One that's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so dramatic. And yeah. two, was that taken as just like, like, well, we meant to believe that's just true. Yeah. Because at the start of, um, you know, the book the Witches by Raald Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really scary, and then they made it into a film. Yeah. And at the start of it, it says, "This story is true."
0: Right. Okay. So the big difference here is I'm going to say, 20th century children's book. <laughs> <laughs> And this one, like, comes at a time where it's pretty common that, like, manuscripts are being translated and then put into English and kind of put out there for people to read. So he's saying, I found this dusty old Italian manuscript written by an ancient monk, and I'm not sure when it's from, but it's... Ooh!
1: That's my dream. Right? Yep.
0: Um, so the castle of Atrancho, basically what happens is there's this, like, king... And he's like, yeah, Otranto is my castle. But there's maybe like a curse and maybe he shouldn't actually own the castle. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden his son gets crushed on his wedding day by a giant knight's helmet. Oh. <laughs> right? And yep. he's like, hmm, that might be an omen. And everyone's like, that's definitely an omen. <laughs> and he's like, nah, is it? Is it an omen? <laughs> It's an omen. It's an omen. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't even read the book and I right. know it's an omen. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> so then there's all these like hijinks, like ghosts and shit. Like this one guy goes outside onto the balcony and he's like, Oh man, this has been a harrowing day. I'm like not not living my best life. And then he turns around and there's like a sexy veiled lady and he's like, Oh, hi there, sexy veiled lady. Veils scare me right? because Veils you're are like scary.
1: <laughs> In this haunted horror novel. Right?
0: Don't fuck with that what's shit. What's behind the veil? Someone just got crushed by a giant knight's helmet. There's hijinks about. But then the like veiled lady like takes off her like veil and she's a big skeleton and she's like, ah, ha, ha, death. Ah, ha, ha. And then he's just like faints to shit. Right? He's not having a bad day. He's having a bad day. <laughs> Go easy on the poor guy. No, no one's going easy <laughs> on him. Curses <laughs> abound. So anyway, it's this like fucking romp. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, and the thing that I love about it is that so many, like, scholars are like, yeah, it's not the best written thing in the world at all, but uh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, like, it inspired the. Direct
1: like, quote. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 Underneath it, it's like, fucking <laughs> like William Shakespeare. <laughs> ah, it was a bit shit. <laughs> then. It's really popular. Yeah. Like everyone's like gagging for it. They're like, it's like oh on, my God. It's
1: on New York's best time. What is it? <laughs> New York's <laughs> time's best reading list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the 17th century. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: yeah,
0: definitely yeah. Big. Or 18th century. Anyway. I don't Carved know. Carved into stone. Or right. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like, hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> Castle of Atranja was fully sick. Right. There's some guy with a bell. Anyway. So old mate Horace. Yep. He's like, oh, bitches love my stuff but then he remembers ding ding Horace you idiot you told everyone you found it and then he's like I'm not having any of that so he releases another edition at which point he says the favorable manner in which this little piece has been received by the public calls upon the author to explain the grounds on which he composed it
1: wait a minute wait a minute record scratch sound (laughs) So he's saying, so in hope that this book was going to be successful, he was like, I found this in a dingy, dusty old mansion. Isn't that an exciting piece of literature? (laughs) And then when it went really well, he was like, shit, I should have just been honest and said that I wrote it. Yeah. And then he did actually write it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he, like, releases this new one being like, well, it was a bit racy, so I told you all it was a translation. (laughs) But uh, actually, uh, t'was I that penned the novel. Horace. (laughs) It's me. Old mate, Horry Walpole. (laughs)
1: Wait a minute, so then what happened afterwards?
0: He just hung out in his cool-ass mansion with his peacocks.
1: Was he denounced or? People were pretty fucking shitty. Because, yeah. like,
0: lots of, like, critics at the time were like, oh, yes, it's a very medieval manuscript. And so then he was like, lol, babes, guess what? I wrote it. <sighs>
1: This reminds me so much of more contemporary book, um, an, a supposed author called J.T. Leroy.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: he supposedly wrote this book about how he had this really rough childhood. He grew up with this um, really rough mum. Like, it was just a really yep. hard time, yep. and he got... Yeah, he got involved in all this, like, crazy stuff. He wrote a memoir about it. And then the Leroy, the writer of it, became this really famous person. But, like, his face was always covered and Uh nobody knew much about him. But he, like, befriended – well, all these famous stars befriended him because Uh he was so cool and whatnot. Oh, my gosh. And then there was a movie made about it. Everybody loved him. Oh, is
0: this that one with Kristen Stewart?
1: I don't know if Kristen – I don't think so. But it just turns out that this JT Leroy and the story was just a creation of this woman. What? This nobody woman that nobody knew of. And she just like created not only the story, but the character, the writer character. Oh my And gosh. then just like hired this person to play this writer character, young boy character that just
0: what the fuck? infiltrated
1: Hollywood. Anyway, so interesting. There's a documentary about it. I can't remember what it's called, but just type in JT Leroy documentary and it oh is my fascinating.
0: That is whack. Oh man. I got to say, old Walpole, a little bit better. I'm yeah. just going to say it a little bit less. Thoughtful.
1: How many like black hearts?
0: How many black hearts? Okay. So here's the thing. It gets five out of five for sheer, like, the nerve of it all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, you did a thing. Yeah. You yeah. fucking did it. Yeah. But in terms of actual, like, story content, I'm just going to say it's probably only worth reading if you're, like, particularly interested in the origins of, like, gothic fiction. Which I think is
1: a lot of people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like a really, really long ghost story. So if you like that kind of shit, yeah. Cool. All right. Check it out. What's it called hold again? The Castle of Otranto.
1: I think that's a good lead-in to a movie I saw the other day.
0: Oh, do tell me.
1: Uh, it was called The Nun.
0: Oh, none of that. <laughs> hey, guys, can I just preface this with I had been seeing promos around for The Nun and I knew... Give some backstory. Oh, all right. Sorry. <laughs> let, me just, let me just rewind there. So, The Conjuring. Is a franchise where you've got, like, um, Lorraine and Ed Warren.
1: My favorite ghost hunting duo of all time.
0: Who are, like, straight up real people. Real people. Um, But the Conjuring films are, like, about their, like, biggest name cases yeah so you've got that creepy doll annabelle you've got the poltergeist at enfield um did and you, did you say the amityville horror already oh i did the amityville horror the amityville horror what kind of an idiot am i, I didn't even mention that yeah amityville horror Whew, terrifying yeah so this is
1: and brilliantly made films yeah scary well acted well produced conjuring one conjuring two brilliant films
0: yeah, I would say they are up there, especially The Conjuring Two. Agreed, um, would be up there as like just my favorite horror films. Yep. they're really good. They're really scary. Yep. like I jumped, I hooted, I hollered. Yep, I I won't lie, I weed a bit. <laughs> uh- <laughs> but then we
1: had the follow up. Well, not follow ups. I guess in the Chronicle of real time they're yeah. all moved around a little bit but then we have like annabelle and yeah the like the pre-story of annabelle and they just didn't meet my expectations yeah
0: yeah because you got like annabelle one and two yeah and then you got annabelle creation yeah and they were like all right
1: they're fine they're like mediocre horror films
0: yeah yeah, yeah. and then so then there's the nun which is like a prequel to the conjuring two yeah so in the Conjuring Two, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's about the Enfield Poltergeist, uh, which was a real case where Lorraine and Ed Warren came to like help this family out. Their daughter was being uh, attacked by a spirit of some kind; she was being possessed.
1: Um, there's actual footage of it, like the real deal, because it was on the news. Like there was police investigations, and there's actually police files on the pol- like the Enfield Poltergeist. If you want to get lost in a YouTube hole, you could get lost in that one. (laughs) I know I have been. (laughs) I'm
0: not going to because I'll just be like convinced. They
1: did this thing like to test whether it was real or not where the little girl, which is actually horrible. You have to divorce it from like this actually being a child and just think of it as entertainment if you're going to enjoy it at all. But that she had to like put water in her mouth. Because the ghost was talking through her. Uh-huh. So to prove that the ghost was actually talking through her and it wasn't her own, like, speaking, they mm. made her gargle water and then the ghost still spoke through her.
0: Horrifying. Absolutely horrifying.
1: Chills. Chilled to the bone.
0: Oh, my God. You've got goosebumps. Whoo, It's over. Right. So in The Conjuring 2... She
1: makes a cameo. The nun. The
0: nun makes a cameo. And she's fucking terrified.
1: She's the scariest part of the film.
0: Absolutely. So, like, Ed Warren paints this fucking picture mm. of this terrifying ass nun Lorraine like looks at it she's like that's fucked and he's like I'm gonna put it up in my office to which I say let's get a divorce honey <laughs> but you know she's in love they love it and um and the fucking painting keeps like coming at her yeah. like it'll be like floating at her and then suddenly it'll fall to the ground and it's nun will attack and it fucking scared me shitless
1: I took a quick uh poll of anyone I knew that had seen the film and everybody's standout point was the nun. Yeah. Scary as hell.
0: It's got these demon eyes. It just like looks into your soul. The other thing that I would say is that, you know, I'm not Catholic and I'm not really Christian. Um, but just like the figure of a nun, which is such a like, you know, saintly thing being so evil is like so intense. Yeah. It's so intense. Cause I grew up with nuns being like, the Blues Brothers, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, they raised the Blues Brothers, they hit them with rulers, but ultimately they're nice. Or, like, Sister Act. Oh, Sister Act You know too. what I'm saying? All the
1: way. Whoopi Goldberg, exactly. I love you.
0: Right? Yeah. But if Whoopi Goldberg turned to you and was like, I will lose your face! <laughs> like, you'd be like, fuck! <laughs> well, there goes my childhood. Whoopi, thanks.
1: And so when this nun preview came out for the film, I was like, yes, I am
0: all about it. I am here for it. We've all been waiting for it. Right? I actually counted the days down. Did you? Yeah. See, I just kept seeing the promos and then being like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and I have like near my house, there's this like warehouse that's like kind of closed up. And so they put a lot of posters on it. And I just always walk past this creepy abandoned warehouse covered in pictures of this demon no. <laughs> nun, just like, I'm going to die.
1: So I saw it. Right.
0: Right. Without me.
1: I saw it without you, and you sent me a text a few days later saying, Are we going to see the nun? And I said, Bad news, I've already seen it. Yeah. And you
0: said, I've never been so disappointed and relieved in my (laughs) life. (laughs) Because I just thought, Oh, you know, I got to commit. I got to go. I got to go see it. Uh, But I don't want to because that nun's going to come through the screen and eat my viscera.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, maybe you were disappointed that you hadn't seen it, but if you had come to see it, you would have been more disappointed. Tell me why. It was terrible. Oh, brutal. Brutal. It just – it wasn't (sighs) – when something's in – a particular like, arena, so say the Conjuring films yeah. as a franchise, yeah. I kind of expect a similar feeling in each yeah. one. I want to know that they've been produced in a similar fashion. And
0: you want them to be of the same standard.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And maybe maybe they're just not anymore. Because after Conjuring 2, I was just to be like, well, it's over. Yeah. Uh, How do you top that? You can't. But I was like, uh... I'm really open to this, and I took my dad for Father's Day, That's <laughs> and <so good. laughs> who loves horror films. Yeah. And we both agreed that it was a good like schlock horror film. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it was. There was moments where you're like, nah, you know. Yeah. But it, it didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like a. Ho- it wasn't horrific. Yeah. Didn't get inside you and like yeah. fill you with fear and make you think about it. Like there were times when you just laughed because you're like, this is so silly no. or this is so boring or this is so predictable. Ugh. Um. So I think. I think I would give it, like, a two out of five.
0: Oh, my god!
1: Unfortunately. I'm sorry to end on a low note.
0: (sighs) (sighs) No, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. Like, I think horror films can be so good. And when you've had a horror film be just so good, and then you get this, like, new installment, and it's like... (sighs) Yeah. yeah. It kind of feels like,
1: did someone just buy the rights and be like, yeah, I can make a cool horror film. Right. And
0: they just make something shitty. Right. Give me the rights. I'll make a shit horror film. <laughs> and I'll get that money for it. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine me making the nun. It'd be like me playing everyone. Cause I'm like, I'm not paying like for like actors. Cause... And having
1: dummies that you just do
0: right? <laughs> And then it's, like, I'm, like, oh, no, the nun. And I'm, like, standing there and someone chucks, like, a dummy dressed as a nun, like, at me from off screen. And I'm, like, ooh, oh. like um, fucking the crocodile hunter, like, wrestling a dead crocodile <laughs> trying to pretend it's alive. Like, that would be me. Yeah. Guys, if you want me to recreate the nun come at us let Eddie know they'll do it (laughs) I will I'm actually wearing a wimple right now it was just my morning sort of choice (laughs)
1: we'll crowdsource this we'll get it done let us
0: know check us out at
1: crimetimepod.com yeah you can tweet at us at crimetimepod on twitter we have an insta what else do we have we have a whole bunch of stuff you can check us out online
0: yeah, just Google uh, Crime Time Podcast and ignore the ones that look crap yeah. with, a, with a Crime Time Podcast that looks heaps cool. And the Crap Crime Time podcasts don't come at us for libel because if you do, that's just admitting that yours look <laughs> crap. Also, one other
1: thing. We want to spread the word about Crime Time Podcast. You want more people to hear it. So the best thing you can do is give us a rating on iTunes and do a little comment because yeah. uh, that just means that in some weird, you know, Apple algorithm, we just go up. And yeah. That's what we want to do. We just want to rise to the top like cream. Or turds.
0: <laughs> whichever, whichever way you're, like, leaning.
1: That's disgusting. I'm going to end it on that <laughs> note. Take care, y'all. Until next time. Boom.